0: Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So, stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger
1: and i'm frank mills and armin and i are back this week again episode 20 armin holy smokes Uh, things are flying along here but Armin and i we're going to be talking about understanding leg training and its challenges we've all been there and also high carb versus low carb diets and is there a better way so uh we got a lot of information for you today armin beautiful uh little nippy day uh here in tampa bay but uh things are going good and excited to do this show. Now, everybody is at issues with leg training. Uh, it's not something we all look forward to, uh, in, in, well, maybe look forward to, but we know that it's definitely challenging. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, what are some of the things to know about training your
0: legs? Okay, so there's there's a lot to, to actually know, so we're, we're probably just gonna put a small dent in today's conversation. But <laughs> right, I do right. think it's gonna give some guys uh, some good takeaways. Uh, the reason I say that because in my opinion, I'm I'm a hard gainer when it comes to developing legs, so I've had to really, you know, think outside the box, try different things, and I've gotten some things that work that. You know, thank God they work because it can be very frustrating. So maybe we can solve some of that frustration. Mm-hmm. But like some of the basics, you know, you have certain compound exercises you, you have to be able to do those to develop the entire part of the leg. Uh, other things when it comes to legs is I've found through what I've done and also listen to other you know guys that got good leg development is I prefer higher reps for legs. Mm-hmm. Now one of the reasons for that is because where your heart is located. And because where the legs are located, you've got to push a lot of blood into that muscle to expand the capillaries and to expand the muscle. And so I feel like going as heavy as possible with higher reps has been a real good plus for how it's worked for me. So that's one thing. Another thing that I see, and we're going to talk about this a lot, is people when they do leg work, they tend to pause and rest in between each repetition, which number one, lets the legs rest. Number two, uh, you're gonna put wear and tear on your knee joints by doing mm-hmm. that. And I see people lock their legs a lot and that's just that's not beneficial at all. So right. certain things you need to know about that, uh, but you do need to use maximum weight to really force that muscle to expand. Uh, you use, need to use higher intensity training principles. Uh, and then the other thing for me to get the best results is not train too long. So I really focused on trying to keep it under 45 minutes for my leg training sessions but I'm trying to max out the 45 minutes.
1: So I'm sure a lot of people are kind of curious as I am, what type of exercises do you prefer, Armin?
0: Well, like anything else, it's gonna depend on the equipment that you have to work with. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been in environments where I've had very minimal equipment, like during the pandemic, I was training a, in a neighbor's garage and all I had was a squat rack. So I had to get kind of creative with that and doing heavy squats, and there was no air conditioning it was pretty challenging but right that's just one method you can use so depending on the equipment you have to work with you know squats are going to be good uh, now there's different debates on vince about you know how you viewed squatting but if you don't have any other alternative then it's a best alternative so you can do back squats you can do front squats now i do really do like the leg press equipment. Uh, now there are some crappy leg presses, but most of them mm-hmm. are pretty well made, and it does help protect your back. So I really enjoy using those machines. Hack squats are great as long as you get. And again, there's some crappy ones of those. Uh, so if you find one that fits you really well, there's a great piece of equipment because it allows you to get a good stretch in the quadriceps. And one of Vince's main ones is sissy squats. Sissy squats. I've used those the past few years extensively. And I think that really helped my leg development and hmm. you feel it and you feel it a lot. So I think that's a really good exercise to make sure you incorporate that. And then you, you have even squat machines where you you get into the machine and you just, you have a release switch there. You can move up and down. And again, these are different things to help protect your back, your lower back. But I would still wear a belt. And then other things that work the top of the thighs is lunges. Then work the back of your thighs, the hamstrings, you'd be leg curls, stiff leg deadlifts. And then my favorite one is calf raises. I do those all the time. I wouldn't really say it's my favorite, but that's Mm -hmm. one you have to incorporate as well. So there's different movements you can do from that, you know, standing calf raises, donkey calf raises, and seated calf raises, et cetera. So I like to use all those exercises. I just like to use them in different combinations.
1: So, Armin, do you train all of your leg parts during each of your training sessions?
0: Over the years, that's what I typically did. Uh Uh, But I got to say, the last two years, um, I decided to split it up.
2: Hmm. And when I did
0: that, uh, I felt like I got much better results. So, um, when I say split it up, what I end up doing now is I like to train my quads and my calves. So I'm focusing strictly on the top legs and then I work the calves after. Now I'm still going to get some hamstring development from Mm -hmm. the quad movements I'm doing, but then, you know, three or four days later, typically it's like three days later, then I'm going to train my hamstrings to really isolate and focus on the hamstring muscle so I can use heavier weight and be fresher on my attack to the muscle. And then I do calves again, you know, I'm constantly playing with my calf training to do different things to stimulate you know as much as but much development as I can uh you know it's i try a lot of things but i get you know, the results are still a challenge but
1: right i right. like to
0: split them up at this point and i think if you're struggling with your leg development that's a good way to go because what what you'll see have happen is your leg strength will also improve as long as you're getting the right amount of recovery so that's the other part of that
1: okay well i'm sure a lot of people are curious what are some of the leg routine ideas that you use yourself?
0: So when each leg workout, uh, I like to do a warm up with a compound exercise. I want to warm up the entire area. So that way it affects mm-hmm. the hamstrings and it can stretch the calves and things like that. So I like to either start with, if I'm going to do a squat machine, because I have one in the place I train at now, I'll use that, which gives me a good stretch on the top of the legs and focus on that and work mm-hmm. up to you know, I'm going to warm up with different warm-up sets. So if I do that or I do the leg press, they're both the same for me. So what I'm doing is I like to start out with 20 reps to warm up with a fairly light weight, maybe 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll add more weight and then go to 15 reps and then add more weight and go to 10 reps. And I'm working my way up to the maximum weight that I want to use if I'm going to go heavy that day. Okay. So whether it's being the leg press or squat machine or squats, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to hit two to three sets with all out effort. If I'm going to go heavy, uh, with that, with the quad, And this will be a quad focus on this leg training day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll do that. And then after I get done with that, then I'll go do some isolation exercises to help you know, further fatigue, the quads and to stretch them. So one of the things I really like to do is like the superset, uh, leg extensions with a slow, slow tempo. And mm-hmm. then go right to sissy squats because you're not using any weight with the sissy squat. And when I superset those, it's an incredible burn. It's an incredible pump and it don't two or three rounds of that. And I'm pretty well shot. So um, <laughs> okay. that's, and that's a really good combo that I like to do. The other thing that you want to keep in mind is, is for guys that want to combine exercises, like the reason I'm supersetting the leg extension, the sissy squat is mm-hmm. breathing. But okay. if you want to increase the intensity, a good way to do things is to if you go from a leg extension where you're you're not getting a lot of heavy breathing, but then go right to a compound exercise like a squat or a leg press or a hack squat, mm-hmm. that's going to create that's going to need heavy breathing. So that's how you can get more work done and more intensity and, and keep your oxygen level so that you can breathe. Because when, like, for example, if you're doing drop sets on a leg press or other machine, Mm-hmm. you're going to get out of breath pretty quickly and even though you're dropping the weight down you're losing so much oxygen as you're not going to have much strength i i found that those are pretty difficult for me to get good benefit from so i prefer to not do drop sets as much um, as a higher intensity way on the on the you know, like a heavy leg press or something like that where it's really safe to do it but keep in mind that if you do want to do those your oxygen level is going to drop down and it's going to be very hard to you catch your breath enough so you can mm-hmm. have enough oxygen to do the do the repetitions. So just um, you know, a couple of quick examples there. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: I'm sure a lot of the folks out there, uh, there are folks out there that like to manage their heart rate. So is there any information you can offer with that and maybe on on how you combine exercises and how that would work?
0: So like for the heart rate part of it, you know, when you're training legs, you're training with heavy weight, your heart Mm -hmm. rate's going to get jacked. I mean, it's going to come up pretty high, especially if you're working hard and you're pushing yourself. So you've got to allow that to come back down. So that's when I use Vince's hyperventilating techniques where I bend over Mm -hmm. and take large breaths through my mouth and then exhale through the nose. Uh, I think that's very good to help recuperate the oxygen level and Mm -hmm. very helpful. So that's one of the techniques I use or you know, sometimes I've been experimenting with using these little oxygen tanks, you know, because pro athletes use these when they're like in football and stuff, they take oxygen, right. which again, restores your levels. And I've been playing with that. And that does help, too.
2: So hmm. that's another okay. strategy.
0: And then um, when it comes to combining exercises, again, you just got to you know, understand how it's going to affect your oxygen level. You know, cause sometimes I'll superset a hack squat with a leg press. Now, I'll be out of breath. But at the same time, I'm going to be going heavier on the leg press than I would be on a hack squat. So I'm in a safe position to squeeze out several reps, but it won't be, you know, a lot of reps that that you typically think you would get. So just kind of keep that in mind.
2: Ah,
1: that's some really good information. Um, I guess one thing that, you know, I'm kind of curious about, I'm sure some folks are too, is depending on the exercise you're doing your foot positioning uh do you do anything different you know with how you position your feet for each exercise
0: yeah over the years there's been you know you're going to get debates from different you know experts so to speak that
2: right it doesn't
0: right. it that it doesn't matter okay but okay i just i disagree i've done them because i've done them in different ways Mm -hmm. and i firmly believe that you're doing a wide stance will get a lot of the inside of the thigh and the outside of the thigh Mm -hmm. but it's going to get the overall leg development with a wider stance and when i say wide stance we're talking about past just slightly past shoulder width And again everybody's different on their on their movements and so some people are really balanced with a wide stance and some people may may not be so balanced so you have to kind of play with that but i like to do wide stance movements that I like to do V stance where the feet are positioned like a V. again, it can be wider. It can be narrow, but I found that that affects the teardrop muscle and the inner thigh really well. Um, mm-hmm. you still get, you know, still gets the leg, but you'll feel it more there. And so I like to always incorporate some sets of that with every leg training I'm doing. And then I like to do narrow stance where the feet are close together. And Vince was a big proponent of this. And because it tends to get the outside sweep, uh, and I've seen my legs develop more from focusing on that too. So I like mm-hmm. to incorporate that foot position with, uh, all of my, uh, you know, different movements. Now I don't do with every single exercise. I may just pick one particular exercise. I'm going to change these foot positions with, right. and I'm trying right. to feel the muscle. I'm trying to engage it to understand how it's helping me now on top of the foot position, another thing I, I feel is very beneficial is to do like a sissy squat or other movements with your heels raised up, like on a two by four or a step or, you know, small platform Mm -hmm. because when you raise the heels up, you tend to get a better stretch on the quads. Now, some people are gonna say that's bad for the knees. Well, I would say this, I've never had a knee problem from that. Now, you do wanna proceed with caution as you do that Mm -hmm. and you don't wanna start with heavy weight. You have to develop the the technique, but I found that it's very beneficial to help develop my quads much more effectively so hmm. i highly recommend that but again and if you want to start start with zero weight and then work on the technique and then you'll you'll find we're just going to get easier then you can add weight and i think it's a really effective way
1: well we're talking about the feet and that leads me to shoes there are a ton of shoes out there uh, you know and we've gotten really crazy over the last 20 years in shoe development for all different types of athletics, weight training, running, cross training, whatever. Um, do you have any specific opinions about what kind of shoes that you should train your legs with?
0: Yeah. So again, over the years, I've met a lot of different people that had good leg development. I always ask kind of what they, what they preferred. And, mm-hmm. and I also had an opportunity where I wasn't, uh, working for gold's gym and tom platts come in and did a mm-hmm. seminar and he trained legs and he has very specific shoes for it and i just kind of after watching what he did kind of mm-hmm. adhered to that so i prefer to use a powerlifting shoe which has a very firm raised heel to do my leg training with i feel okay. that um it, it it gives me good stability also you need to make sure the shoe is a, a solid fit so your feet do not slide in the shoe <clears throat> That's something right. to keep in mind. So it, it, it's a high quality shoe. They're typically a hundred bucks or, or more, but they last for a long time because you only use them when you're doing squats or or you know other leg work. So I prefer that type of shoe. I Adidas is the kind that works well for me. So I buy that powerlifting shoe, and there's different variations of that, mm-hmm. uh, but they're all very effective. And I found that um, to me, I like them. Now. When it comes to training my calves, though, I pop those shoes off and I use a running shoe or a cross-training shoe because it's more flexible to get a better stretch mm-hmm. in my calf. Now, obviously, you can do calf work barefoot, but most of the gyms are not going to allow you to do that. So, you want to have a kind of a thin shoe that's very flexible to train your calves with. So that's what I like to do for that.
1: Interesting. Okay, <laughs> a lot of good information there, Armin. Um, let's get into the workouts themselves. When it comes to sets, how many? Do you find yourself doing, uh, on each workout that you do?
0: I typically target 15 to 20 sets for my legs. Now, now, again, I'm doing, doing quads and calves. So when I do my hamstrings, I'll probably do 15 to 12 to 15 sets. But mm-hmm. as, as what we're talking about today, most leg training, I would try probably keep to 15 to 20 sets simply because that'll take about 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. I just think once you start going over forty-five minutes, you're starting. To not, you're you're getting diminishing returns, and you're starting to affect your recovery. So right, right. With doing fifteen to twenty, that keeps me in that, that timeline.
1: Okay. Now, what about the rest in between sets or exercises? Uh, I've heard you mention certain timeframes before. Is it the same with the legs?
0: I feel like after training for a long time, that the faster the pace the more intensity you're gonna have and Mm -hmm. the better. Now, obviously you're gonna give up a little bit of strength if you're going at a fast pace. So if you're doing some maximum weight and you wanna kind of test the waters, see how you're doing, then Mm -hmm. obviously take some longer rest periods, but you gotta keep the blood flowing into the legs. So taking long rest periods, I do not believe are beneficial and I believe Vince felt the same way. So keeping that 15, 30, 45 second rest periods, to keep that stress going. Uh, and it's gonna challenge that, the, the, the muscles to really have to adapt to it. I think it's very effective. I don't think long rest periods are good. So, and you know, some people may get good results with that. And if that if that's the case, then that's great. But most people I see that struggle with legs, they're not, they're taking way too much rest. You've got to keep the pressure on, you've got to keep the blood flow in that muscle to help expand it. So that's why I believe in short rest periods. And you got to do a lot of breathing to get reload the oxygen and i think that's very mm-hmm. beneficial all right I, I know you've talked about
1: one of the most important things is recovery and rest um what about recovery how much rest do you take before you train your legs each individual time is it weekly you know is it every two three
0: days how do you do it well, normally it would be you know, once a week with the way I mm-hmm. used to do it, sometimes twice a week, you know, doing, again, getting as much rest as possible. Mm-hmm. But my current schedule is like, I'll do legs on the beginning of the week. So I'll do quads and calves. And then the next day I will do chest and triceps. And then I'll take a day off. Then the next day I'll do back. So that's four days, three three total rest days. Because after I do my back training, the next day I'm going to do hamstrings and calves. So typically there's about a three to four day break in between. If I'm more tired, I'll take an extra day off. But
2: right, three right. to four
0: days between the quad workout and the hamstring workout. Now, if I'm just doing legs entirely, then I'd probably target you know every four to five days and work my legs back in there again right? Uh, from, because I feel like I'm recovered enough to handle the resistance, so you got to mm-hmm. watch your recovery, and that's how I kind of do it right now.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So, what are some other things to keep in mind when it comes to leg training? Because I'm, I'm sure with all that you've done, you have uh, a little bit more info for us.
0: Well, first and foremost, leg training is very demanding, and you need to have a good mindset, and you need to have a good mental game. And if you go in dreading your leg workout, you're starting out with two strikes, okay, mm-hmm. so you've got to get this middle game, like, okay, it's leg day, and you've got to just get yourself psyched up. And you see all these different memes and other comments people make about it's leg day, you know, because mm-hmm. leg days are tough, okay, but it also, it's one of the best things to help, help your exercise regimen, it helps stimulate growth hormone, it helps with testosterone, it's got a lot of benefits. And you don't want to be the guy walking around the beach with chicken legs, okay, you just don't <laughs> want to be that guy. So I don't want to be that guy and I don't want any of my clients to be that guy. So you've got to have mental toughness and be consistent with leg training. You can't just, if you're not in the mood or whatever, okay, do you, is it you're not in the mood or do you need a little more rest and recovery and then ready to go? So right. You want right. to keep things fresh with your leg workout. So keep changing things up to challenge yourself. Track what you're doing to see how you're improving you track you know, each exercise, how many reps you did, uh, what weight you're using, so you can get some feedback, you know, a lot of people just they put it all right here. Well, mm-hmm. that's not that's not going to be as accurate as having the actual stuff written down and something you can relate to or use an app where you can have it listed. So right. I really made my best gains by tracking everything I'm doing. Because then I can say, Okay, you know, I'm not really getting any stronger, what's going on. So you can catch things early. Uh, obviously, Do not take so much rest in between reps, you know, coming up and pausing and then doing a rep and pausing. So one strategy I've used that works really well is I'll try to be able to do, I'll focus on trying to get 10 reps nonstop, just really pushing myself. So the blood's really starting to flow into the legs. I'm getting out of oxygen. I'm getting really fatigued. Things are starting to get, you know, a little nervous. Mm -hmm. So then, then I'll pause. And take some breaths in, deep breaths. So I'll do like 10 reps, all I got. I'll pause, get some air. And then I'll try to squeeze out five more reps if I can. And then I'll pause and rest. And then I'll try to squeeze out three more reps if I can. Then I'll pause and rest and try to squeeze out two. And next thing you know, I got 20 reps in. Mm-hmm. But I, I did it still keeping attention on the muscles and really pushing myself. And I learned this from Ron Love, who's a professional bodybuilder. He taught that to me many long time ago. And I've been using that ever since, and I feel it's very effective to really see how much you can really squeeze out of a set. So that's one thing I like to do. But again, don't pause in between. Keep moving the legs. Keep pushing the blood in and doing that to really work work the legs. Again, analyze your progress. Make sure that you're getting stronger. You'll be able to get more reps. And then check your progress in the mirror or do a tape measure. Tape the quads. Find a consistent place to tape it every time and tape it and then see how you're progressing because if you're not progressing, then you got to make some changes. So, you know, leg training is tough, but you can get the results. Uh, you just, but you have to eat the food, get to sleep, and then you got to put the really hard work in. If you want to have a nice set of, of quads that you can feel good about when you're walking around
1: <laughs> a lot of great information on leg training, uh, Armin and I, we're going to take a quick break. So stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Armin and I will be right back.
0: NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at NSPNutrition.com. Just use the code NSP Show at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. And
1: I'm Frank Mills. And we uh, are going to get to a topic that we promised at the earliest part of the show, high carb versus low carb diets. And is there a better way? Hmm. So we're going to talk about this. Okay. So, so Armand, let's just start about explaining the difference. Between high carb and low carb.
0: All right. So when you have a high carb, we'll start with high carb. It's gonna basically be high carb, low fat, and you have Mm -hmm. your protein in with that. So you know the focus is to eat clean carbs of all types. So clean carbs basically mean not processed. And then then you have your you want to minimize fat because your main energy source is gonna be the carbohydrates, which convert to Energy pretty quickly, and that's another. That's one of the advantages of carbohydrates in general. Mm-hmm. So a typical high carb, uh, low fat diet will be fifty percent carbohydrates generally. Again, there's varying numbers there. Thirty percent protein, and then twenty percent or less of fat uh, at all. Okay. So that's that's how that works. Now the next one is high fat, low carb. And so what we're focused on here is having fat as our main energy source, and there's different Mm -hmm. benefits to that. So generally you're looking at 45 to 65%, depending on what plan you're following, of fat as part of your diet, and then 25 to 35% of protein, and then minimal carbohydrates, say five to 15% are some different estimates that you'll see regarding high fat, low carb type diets
1: interesting and so i gotta be curious here armin have you done either or or both
0: oh yeah i've done done both. (laughs) okay uh okay and you know uh they both work okay okay Okay. there's just different things to understand when it comes to doing these diets and then you want to look at the long-term effects of of this type of strategy too because a lot of people really um you know i don't think they understand because i'm 58 so i've been doing this a while mm-hmm. um, there's things you want to be aware of for the long game okay so i'm just kind
1: of curious let's go back to high carb diets uh are there things to keep in mind when you're doing a high carb diet
0: so from my experience you know i've followed you know in the magazines and all the other periodicals and there's you know they're still available today i mean there's plenty of people who mm-hmm. are doing them And, you know, a lot of your pros are all big on carbohydrates only as your main energy source. Uh, But to do that, you're really going to need to eat about five, six, seven meals a day. And that's one of the problems I didn't like about it. So because your carbohydrates are only going to last typically one to two hours, and then you're going to need another refill of energy. And some of the reasons for that, though, too, is your insulin's elevated. So, the insulin, as you start to run low on, glu- on glucose and energy, it's going to mm-hmm. say, hey, we need to get some more. So, you're going to have that constant use of insulin having to process your carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I think we're starting to see now is a better understanding that long-term high carbohydrate diets can lead to insulin resistance because you're just using insulin so much. Now, there are Obviously, there can be debates on this and that whether that's true or not true, et cetera. But if you look at the lot of the uh, pro bodybuilders and the longevity that do the high carb diets, they have a lot of problems with this because Mm -hmm. insulin resistance leads to heart disease and other problems. So that's one of the things that I think people need to have a better understanding with if they're going to do a high carb diet. So you have to eat more often. It can be more challenging. You got to prepare your meals ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, it does work so it does work it gives you good energy you have good strength uh it's you know a good way for athletes i think if you're lean and you're you're doing athletic events you're gonna need a constant flow of energy so that's a good way to go too it could be really helpful there if you're already lean so
1: okay again a lot of good info on um high carb what what about low carb are are there some things to keep in mind as well for a low carb diet
0: excuse me well yes so low carb is very effective okay and so when you're doing this you're not eat you're having very minimal carbohydrates so you're going to burn a lot of body fat also the thing is when you're eating protein and fat as your main source of energy fats last four to six hours so the one nice thing i like about that particular program is you don't have to eat as much you know, three meals a day uh, works really well for me, and then I would just supplement with a protein drink. So, and you can have maybe four meals a day if you're, you know, a bigger guy than me, that kind of thing. Right, right. But you don't need to eat as often because the energy is got to be burned from the fat, and fat also spares muscle. That's one of the negatives with a high carbohydrate diet if you don't get your meal in as needed sometimes you can find yourself actually burning muscle tissue to compensate for having some glucose. So Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that I felt affected me, especially with having a high metabolism. Absolutely. Okay. If you, if you're a lean person, um, or you have a high metabolism, a higher protein, higher fat diet can be a a better fit. And again, Mm -hmm. you know, three or four meals, um, would, would be a good fit for that.
1: Okay. Well, since you've done them both, which do you prefer?
0: Well, I actually prefer <laughs> for a totally different program.
2: Oh, right? okay.
0: Uh, and I'm a, the reason I'm saying this is because I've done both of them, and they're both I don't feel long term sustainable strategies for optimal health. Now, again, okay. this is my opinion, uh, this, but this is what I do for myself, and this is what I do for my clients. So I prefer a process called carb cycling. So. And let me kind of give me an an explanation of that. Carb cycling is where you eat low carb throughout the main part of the day. Okay. And in the evening, the night before you're going to do a training session, you would carbohydrate load or have some carbohydrates in the evening to reload the muscles in the liver for the next day of training. So that's what carb cycling in in a real simple format can be. Okay. Now, the reason I like that is because it allows me to burn fat throughout the day. And then in the evening to reload the muscles and liver, I'll have some carbohydrates and then I'll have good energy the next day. Because mm-hmm. when I had the carbohydrates in the evening, you're going to have some insulin come up and it's going to to help push the nutrients into the cells and it's going to drop right back down. So when you go to sleep, your fat burning process is going to kick in. You don't have insulin floating around. So you get a better hormonal response. And I think a better sleep because when you have carbohydrates in the evening, you get more serotonin, which converts to melatonin and causes you to sleep better. So I think it's more beneficial strategy uh, for long term, and it gives you good energy and good strength. And that's what I found it worked well for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't think the low carb and high carb strategies are good long term. um, Mm -hmm. Just from my personal experience.
1: Okay. So, is the better way than the carb cycling program is that what you're saying
0: yeah in, in my opinion i feel like you're not gonna you're not gonna eliminate certain foods like when mm-hmm. you do low carb you're gonna act or low low carb you're gonna eliminate certain food because you don't you only want so many carbohydrates period and that's not good for your gut microbiome mm-hmm. so i feel like that would do a carb cycling, you can get the other foods that you like to have or that you should be having, but you're just using them more strategically Mm -hmm. and you're using insulin less often. So you keep your insulin sensitivity higher and having high insulin sensitivity is good because that allows you to absorb your nutrients more effectively and it gets its job done better and you're less likely to suffer from insulin resistance over time. So that's the thing because Diabetes runs in my family and I don't want to get it. And so that's right. really important on my radar. And for other people that if they are important on your radar, you need to, and, and it runs in the family, you need to keep a close eye on that because it doesn't take much for that to start to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm working
0: with a lot of clients right now that, that have these problems. So, and the other thing is with, you know, having the fats like I do with the proteins, it, keep, it helps the hormones stay more stable because hormones need fats to do their work. So Mm -hmm. taking a lot of fat out of your diet isn't good for your hormones because that's what they need. Now, your body does produce cholesterol itself, but at the same time, won't we just make it just as easy just by having some good quality fats to make it easier? So that's my viewpoint on it. I think that um, if people look at that strategy, they're going to have a much better effect from it than trying to do something that's, you know, over time not going to be – ideal with with their health because you're Mm -hmm. you're eliminating i mean it's like this with the steak and egg diet it's a great diet we've talked about this okay it is Vince never designed or never intended for that diet to be from now on you're gonna have steak and eggs because you're eliminating certain foods right But it is extremely effective for losing body fat it is it's very effective but it's not a long-term strategy. You're going you're, you're gonna to start having problems from it. So you mm-hmm. use that to get yourself lean, but then you re- readjust your diet so you get the carbohydrates as needed so they work for you and not mm-hmm. against you by adding more body fat.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I guess I should assume that carb cycling is what you prefer long-term for sure, right? This is the way to go absolutely (laughs) absolutely okay so why don't you explain how you use carb cycling armin because i'm sure a lot of people are interested in how your week goes with carb cycling and how it works for you
0: yeah so like i keep it simple and you can do it a lot of different ways but like when i get up if i'm gonna have breakfast if i'm not gonna fast i'm gonna have six whole eggs um and I may put some cheese in that. I may put some mushrooms in it, something like that, mm-hmm. and make an omelet. But that's going to be my first meal. So that'll last me. You know, it's 36 grams of protein minimum um, because there's six grams of protein per egg times six. And I got good fats in there. I've got the egg yolks, because so that that's choline, insult, lettuce, biotin, all these great properties and the fat. So that's going to last me you know, for several hours. Then around one o'clock or so, I'll have some lunch. So that'll be you know, probably half a pound of, uh, hamburger, um, maybe a little bit less, maybe, you know, a third, depending on how hungry I am. Mm-hmm. I'll have that, I'll cook that kind of rare and season that. And then I'll may add some cottage cheese and then some, uh, spinach salad. And then I may finish that up with some, uh, mixed nuts. So mm-hmm. again, protein and fat, just a few carbohydrates in there, a little bit of fiber from the spinach. And then <clears throat> for dinner, uh, it could be, uh, I typically go with a lower fat meat, so I'll do chicken or turkey or something like that, or a really lean steak, and I'll have a salad or some vegetables like the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, and I'll put grass-fed butter on them to enjoy them. Um, and then if I have some additional carbohydrates, I'll have some high glycemic carbohydrates after that. So that could be, uh, you know, depending, I may have some pasta, it could be some rice, mm-hmm. or I may just do a baked potato, regular white white potato because it's higher glycemic mm-hmm. and just put some butter or sour cream on it. If I'm going to do, do some xx some extra carbohydrates, uh, or I may just have some uh, homemade cookies or, um, uh, you know, some other treat, like some, you know, berry cobbler or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, depending on, on the mood I'm in for that day. But, uh, you know, you get variety that way. So and then I may just do a bunch of different types of vegetables. It could be corn peas, Uh, mashed potatoes and things like that for the evening meal but then i'll have those you know those carbohydrates should be there to help give me the insulin spike and then push the nutrients into cells good night's sleep the only thing i may do is something with a protein drink after training um as you know maybe a fourth meal for me so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the carb cycling uh way i would do it on a on a daily basis again you just kind of mix up your foods accordingly based on what you like to eat Uh, but then you know say one you know, one night you want to have some pizza. Well, then you can do that, you know, because you're going to car reload and you can, but I don't like having, to me, I don't like having a lot of cheese later in the evening, but you know, that's just me. But if you're going to have pizza, mm-hmm. then you would do it that way as another example. Gotcha. But I don't, I just don't advocate processed food as part of your car reload. Okay.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: A- absolutely. There are no processed food. Um, you know, the one thing about the carb cycling, there there's a ton of diets out there, there's a ton of programs out there.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's stuff that you and I have talked about before, but the thing about the carb cycling to me that intrigues me and it works, okay, is you learn to understand what you're intaking, what it does how it affects your body so you know that hey i can enjoy this yeah this isn't like i can have some carrot cake today it's not something that you're saying no to you just understand to meet your goals you understand what these things do to your body so you don't really limit yourself you control and you can enjoy basically almost anything you want except for processed food
0: (laughs) yeah i'm not I'm not a big fan of processed food, but right, I mean, right. you can definitely have some treats. I mean, uh, it's, right. it's, it's not that it's not that you can't have treats, so, but just use them more strategically because you got to watch your insulin levels. That's the thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Armin, a lot of great information as usual, man. I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy this show. Uh, we uh, appreciate you. I'm sure the audience appreciates all the information, all the hard work that you bring to them every week.
0: No problem. It's always a pleasure. And um, hopefully we can get, get everybody got some takeaways from us and that will help them with their, their own program. And again, let us know other things you feel would be beneficial or or questions you have about you know what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. We, we uh, it's not something we rely on, but we look forward to and are asking you to contribute. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if you have any any type of. Any comments or any topics you'd like us to cover, you can leave those comments uh, on the YouTube channel in the comments section, or you can email NSP Nutrition directly and we'll get it. You can email them at support at nspnutrition.com. Um, and, you know, a lot of that information, Armin, we use in the show or you actually go on, on to YouTube and you'll respond to their questions and comments, right?
0: Yeah yep as much as I can
1: yeah 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 so we appreciate you uh don't forget to check out nspnutrition.com we've got a lot of new products uh on the website uh new gloves bags uh all all kinds of good stuff so go on NSP and check it out and hopefully we'll help you achieve your fitness goals and workout goals but Armin and I appreciate your support And thanks for joining us today and check back next week for another new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.